0: First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions.
1: I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First. Today, we'll be speaking with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, listening to the review of The Eyes of Tammy Faye, speaking with Avalon on The Ghost and Molly McGee, and listening to her interview with Donna Snyder on The Ghost and Molly McGee, speaking with Benjamin on Under Wraps, his interview with the director, Alex Zam, his interview with some of the cast members, M- Malachi Barden and Phil Wright, Sophia Hammond and Christian J. Simon, and a review with Tyler on The Adams Family 2, First, we'll be speaking with Ashley Ashley Reviews' Dear Evan Hansen. Welcome, Ashley. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Great to hear. Now, I'm actually not informed on this film or TV show, so why don't you go ahead and tell us and the viewers about this Dear Evan Hansen?
2: Yes, so Dear Evan Hansen is a new film, and it's based on a Broadway show. So it's about a young high school senior who has been having struggles with his mental health, who happens to have a brief relationship with um, a another person at the school who has very bad mental health issues. Um, it ends up being that uh, he gets into a whole entire situation with um, his parents of the of his friend, so called friend. It's just a lot of drama. I don't want to spoil too much, but all <laughs> the rest of the movie is just um, you know really focused on on how he deals with his mental health issues um, throughout his high school career.
1: Okay. I understand. And I think this film, um, um, is definitely relatable to the times now. Mm-hmm. And I think it can really relate to, um, the youth at the preteen age. So as I'm hearing this and you're sharing this, I think this is a wonderful film to help inspire others and kind of relate their stories to this film. Um, yes. and now that you bring it up, I, I have recalled this scene this the um posters and stuff, but I haven't checked <laughs> on it in a while. So I, it's pretty cool to hear that you're going to be reviewing on this. And, um, mm-hmm. Since you mentioned um, Broadway, do you feel like those who have a connection to Broadway will enjoy this film as much as they do? Um, Or do you think this is a completely different concept to that?
2: I would say that they... Hmm, that's a really great question. It makes me think a little because I love musicals and I love Broadway, um, but you'll notice that this movie is more dialogue-based. Usually in Broadway, it's a lot of musicals, like every single scene has a song. In this, it's really where there's a lot of emotion that's going to be um, coming from a dialogue where you will have a musical number. So I would think that if you are more focused on you know the Broadway play you may not enjoy the um this movie as much but if you are not such a fan of you know musicals I think this this movie is actually really great because a lot of the reasons why people don't like musicals is because there's a lot of music so I think that it's it's great for both people who do enjoy Broadway and people who won't necessarily go watch it um you know in person
1: to hear because I am actually not a fan of Broadway and, and I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gone to see a lot of Broadway shows at all so I think that one was more on a personal level whether I would enjoy this film or not so thanks for sharing that with me and um, what interesting facts uh, or ideas does this movie bring to mind?
2: Um, I would say some, hmm, some interesting facts I would just say uh, a lot of it stems from um, you know again like the mental health issues that are in Um, that are, you know, mentioned in this film. Um, It really just sheds a light on all of the, you know, statistics about teenagers, um, more specifically in high school who have problems with depression, mental health, um, reaching out, um, suicidal thoughts, things of that nature. And I, I really think it's a great movie that sheds light on such an issue that hasn't really been as um, spread as it should be. So those are some of the facts that it actually spreads around around through the film. So it's really interesting.
1: And were you informed of this topic or or were you um, pretty informed about this? And if not, do you think people who aren't as you think they will learn something new from this film? Have you?
2: Yes, so I think that this film. So I haven't, I've never really heard of, you know, in depth about mental health. You know, we always hear maybe a workshop or two in school or something or a skit from a video that's like from 2004, but we've never really had like an in depth talk about it in school. So for me personally, not really or as much as I should. And something that I learned from this film, um, as a senior in high school myself, and coming, you know, us coming from quarantine, um, I learned that it's okay to sit down by yourself and like evaluate, Um, you know, some signs of maybe depression or mental health issues. And Uh take that first step yourself and say, hey, I need help. Um, That's honestly, that goes for everyone. That's one thing that I learned. It's not only for people who have, you know, extreme cases, but people, you know, when you just feel sad or down, um, you can evaluate yourself and um, take the next steps to make yourself a lot better.
1: And what would you say is the most important aspect of this film or the one that um, interested you the most, your favorite part of this film?
2: Yes, Um, I would say that it was it was really authentic in the sense that it was something that um, I could pick out you know in the hallways of my own high school you know i could see the signs of evan hansen or any other character in the film and say hey these are some signs that i've personally seen um that i could help with or identify um so i think that this film has really focused on the idea of here are the signs Here's how we dealt with it. Here's the right way, the wrong way. And here's how we can do it and apply it to your own life and others. So I think that was a really great aspect of the film.
0: Well, thank you
1: so much for sharing that with us. And to end this off, can you Mm -hmm. give me um, your rating for this film and the age recommendation?
2: Yes, I give this a five out of five. And I recommend it to ages 10 to 18 plus adults.
1: Thank you so much for speaking with me on this. I definitely am going to check out this film. It's such an important topic, and it will definitely inform me a little bit more about this. Um, So thank you for giving me your opinion on this film.
2: Thank you so much.
1: You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're speaking with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, Avalon on The Ghost and Molly McGee, also listening to Avalon's interview with Donna Sinder on The Ghost and Molly McGee, Speaking with Benjamin as he reviews Under Wraps, listening to his interview with Alex Mitzam, the director of Under Wraps, as well as his interview with the cast, Sophia Hammonds and Christian J Simon, regarding Under the Wraps. Another interview with Malachi Barden and Phil Wright, and also speaking with Kyla on a review of The Adams Family Two. And now we'll be switching over as we speak with Avalon regarding The Ghost and Molly McGee. How are you, Avalon? Good. What about you? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. So why don't we start this off by you informing us more depth about the ghost and Molly
3: McGee. Uh, so um, it's basically just a show about, uh, so Molly and her family moved to this like new house. And then uh, the go- there's a ghost there. His name is Scratch. and But instead of being scared, Molly's, I guess, excited. So then, but Scratch, she wants to be like the ghost's friend, but he doesn't want to be. So then it's basically just the adventures of, like, them being together, this, like, unlikely duo. Ooh, that sounds exciting. And can you tell us what is the genre of this film? Uh, I guess it's, like, well, it's obviously about the supernatural, so. Ooh, cool.
1: And I definitely have to say um, the most important aspect of any movie, especially a movie like this, is how interesting it is, how it grasps the attention of all the viewers, of course, balancing out the... Moments of the film while adding some spooky terror moments in there. Would you say the movie kept you engaged throughout the film? And were there many shocker moments in this film?
3: Oh, yeah, I think it was definitely uh, really fun to watch. It was actually a TV show, so it's like I got to watch a few episodes of it. So it's really Oh, that's pretty cool.
1: And I think um, if I could just say that usually movies like this, when there's two main characters who usually one is more interested in each other than the other. Um, I think it could be pretty predictable in the end where they become very close and in the end they all become best friends. So would you say you predicted um, a moment in the film or was this more of an unexpected super go along the way kind of film?
3: Um, I think that there are some things that could like definitely be predicted on it. But I think there's also like the element of surprise as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. And who are the main characters in this film and what are their goals throughout the film and how do they evolve? Uh, so, uh, the main characters are Molly McGee and, uh, the ghost Scratch. So, uh, basically, at least at first, um, Molly's, like, just trying to, like, fit in the new town, and she's, like, super excited to have this ghost on her side. And Scratch, on the other hand, is, like, what can I do to get rid of her?
1: Now, um, what interesting facts or ideas does this movie bring to mind? Or or have you watched a similar
3: film, and did this remind you of that one? Um, I think it just really brings out, like, because it's, like, it's, I guess it's a really unlikely friendship, like a ghost who doesn't want to be her friend, but kind of becomes her friend. I don't think it really reminded me of any other films or TV shows or anything. I think it was just really unique in that way. And what would you say was your strongest emotion that you felt while watching the film? Were you able to relate to the characters? Uh, so I think, it, well, I think it was really funny, for sure. There was a lot of funny moments. Mm-hmm. I think I probably couldn't relate to the characters just because one's a ghost and one's living with a ghost. And mm-hmm. obviously, I've never done that. <laughs> of course. That's something we all would want to happen in our lives at one
1: point. Um, but what age would you say this movie is aimed at? And what would you rate this film?
3: Um, well, I gave it a uh, five out of five stars. Uh, and then for ages, uh, six to 18. Oh, right, well, Avalon. So thank you so much for ta-
1: speaking with us about this film. Yeah, thank you. And I actually wanted to ask one more question. Super interesting. I know you had the opportunity to speak with Dinah Snyder about this film. And can you tell us, you don't have to tell us, of course, don't give us a sneak peek. But can you
3: share us a little bit of what she told uh, us about working on this film? Um, well, I guess it was uh, a lot of it was at the beginning. They got to do in person, but then it became like remote. So, mm. I, guess, yeah. I think we all have it.
1: I think that's something we can relate to. So thanks for speaking with us, Avalon. Yeah, thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids
1: First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been speaking with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, the review of Aklon as we just spoke with her on The Ghost and Molly McGee, and now, in her interview with Donna Snyder on The Ghost and Molly
3: McGee. This, hi, this is Alvin, I'm for Kids First. And today, I'm going to be talking with Dana Snyder about his role, The Ghost Scratch, in The Ghost and Molly McGee. Previous roles he's voiced include the Master Shake in The Aqua Teen Hunger Force and the Alchemist in The, event, in the Venture Bros. And now we're going to talk with him about The Ghost and Molly McGee. So I'm uh, going to show Mr. Snyder. Hi.
5: Hi, Avalon. How are you? Good. You? Oh, good. I'm just great. The sun's shining. We're here. We made it.
3: So uh, how did you get involved in this wonderful show?
5: Well, first off, you're correct. It's very wonderful. Secondly, I did a show before with the two uh, guys who created the show named uh, Bill Matz and Bob Roth. They did a show on Disney called Lego FreeMaker Adventures. Have you ever heard of that show, Avalon? No. Oh, okay. Well, it's equally wonderful. It's Star Wars and it's Lego. I mean, one more DVD, and it's on distance. Got the three. It's the trifecta. And I, but we, I worked with them on that show, and then they were working on this new show, and they said, "Hey, this guy who's grumpy and talks too loud, maybe we should get this guy to do it because he's also talks too loud and eats garbage." Only wow. sometimes,
2: <laughs> in the funny.
5: form of French fries.
3: Oh, so basically junk food.
5: Yeah, I mean, not all the time. You know, I don't, I don't condone it, but maybe once in a while, you know, Avalon.
3: So uh, what's it like to voice a supernatural character?
5: Well, well, it's pretty exciting. But the other part is, you know, the other exciting thing about doing this character is sometimes they talk about stuff, and I don't know what it's going to look like at all, Avalon. You know, because you got to wait eight months to see it. I say, wait a minute. He's what? He's, she hugs him and his arms go right through and he just turns into bubbles. How's that work? They say, I don't know. Just make it sound like. So I'm like, all right, you're hugging me. Now I'm all just bubbles, But you don't know how it's going to look. So that's always very fun.
3: So basically just you voice it, but then you don't actually know what it's going to turn out like. Well, you never
5: know what it's going to really look like until it's all done, you know, because a lot of other people and then, you know, I do my little part and then then the animators come and they they add to it and add more little jokes and stuff. So everybody keeps adding and adding until it turns into this great, amazing finished product. Yeah, sounds like a cool process. It's very interesting. It's very cool.
3: So uh, you've done a lot of voice acting. How is voice acting different? for you than on-camera acting.
5: Well, all right, let's play a game, Avalon. Right now, you, this is you, okay? I want you to say, there's your line, okay? You got to say, we got to get out of here. But make it like you're really scared.
3: We got to get out of here.
5: Okay, that's pretty good. Now, if you're a regular act, that's very good. Now use your body to do that. Why are you sick? You have to get out of here. There you go, see? A lot of actors, they do that. You get helpful because you can use your body and stuff. But when you just have your voice, you can't, it's like you're tied up.
6: We gotta get out of here! (laughs) You know. So you gotta
3: just keep it like all in your voice.
5: That's right. And you know, the animation will add stuff, but you gotta be able to do that in the first place to convey your thoughts that sometimes you can with you can more with your body or your body helps what you're saying but but it's very fun to do voiceovers especially for cartoons
3: definitely sounds like it so uh you make this show really fun to watch because of the way you portray scratch how did you come up with i guess the voice for him
5: well i think that's more the guys who made the show we all sort of came up together. They were like, well, you know, as you could tell, it's not really different from my real voice. I mean, it's a little, maybe he's a little more uh, animated sometimes. No pun intended, Evelyn. Um, But uh, it's pretty close to my real voice. I think I think Bill and Bob, the the guys who created the show, are like, oh yeah, this guy should sound like a grumpy jerk who eats garbage. Dana, you can talk in your regular voice. You don't need to do a creative voice. <laughs> But that's good, because you could do, it's natural then, right? Yeah. But there's certain things, you know, there's certain things we do that we sort of, you know, it's very collaborative. We all sort of come up with it with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: So, uh, yeah, so uh, this is a fun show with lots of amazing casts such as uh, Ashley Birch, who plays Molly. Uh, how, do you have any fun uh, stories from the recording studio?
5: Oh, Well, we have a lot of fun in there. Now, you know, lately, unfortunately, we haven't been in the recording studio. But we're lucky we got to start in the recording studio. We got to start there for probably a couple months before we had to go. And now we're all, when we're on it, we're like this, like crammed in a closet. It's our faces are like this, like, okay, I'm going to go now because the camera, the computer is so close. Ah, Well, we're more impressed with the studio we got to record in as they recorded a lot of stuff in there. Like they recorded Frozen 2. So we're like, ooh, in the same room where they did that. But also, Ashley and I, I don't think I'm spoiling anything. is We always refer to the recording booths, I might get in trouble for telling you this, it's top secret, and it's disgusting. But we refer to them as the fart boxes because people just get locked in there and we're pretty sure not everyone is controlling of their body functions in there. <laughs> A little it's a stale, a little stale, you know, that kind of stuff. But we have great fun. We they always bring snacks, get get some celery sticks and hummus, you know. And we have a lot of fun because we get to make up a lot of lines. We'll do the scene a couple times, and then they'll say, why don't you guys do it again, but just have fun with it this time? So we sort of know what we're supposed to be saying or where we're supposed to be by the end of the scene. But then it doesn't really matter. How we get there, we're like, we'll just sort of goof around with each other. And that's very fun. We yeah, always de- love that.
3: Definitely sounds really fun. Yeah. So uh, I really love the episode of First Day Frights. Do you have a favorite?
5: Well, you're probably better than I am because I think I've only seen two episodes. What was your favorite one? First Day For Oh, is that the very first episode when she goes to uh, school the first time?
3: I think it was like... There's like each episode has two stories. I think it was like the first story of the second episode.
5: Okay, um, so you're better than me, Avalon. I've I've seen two of them, only two of the sh- you know the eleven minutes. I very much like. Uh, there is one coming up. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but there is definitely one coming up in the future, in the near future, where they go to the woods on a a wilder scout, a girl wilder scout uh, trip there's maybe a real spooky ghost that they try and they think is fake and maybe it's real but <laughs> it's pretty oh, good. Yeah. but my I favorite think... thing in every one of the episodes is all the songs I love that it's such a treat that every that in this show we get to do all this music including even the theme song I think it's, it's super fun
3: yeah and that yeah I have seen that episode it is a very good episode
5: okay no spoilers don't tell them make them, make them earn it right <laughs> yeah. Avalon
3: Yeah. Uh, So how does the bond between Molly and Scratch uh, change over the course of
5: the season? Well, at the very beginning, he curses her because she tries to move into his house and he thinks that's going to get rid of her. When he says, wherever you go, whatever you do, I'll be there, Molly McGee. And then she goes, oh, my gosh, like best friends. That's amazing. And he's like, wait, what? No, I didn't say that. So like you'll come to school with me and you'll do this but because he cursed her. He also can't get away from her. So now they're they're forced to be with each other. And he's a grumpy guy. His job is to spread misery. But in reality, he's not really a bad guy. He's actually a good guy pretending to be a regular ghost doing his job. But really, he loves Molly McGee and loves what she stands for and does and loves having fun and loves their family. So they certainly, their bond, uh, which starts off as somewhat, Frenemies maybe a little bit At least with Scratch Scratch does not want to admit how much he likes Molly McGee And likes what Molly does He, de- he would never say it But as time goes on They really become best friends yeah, Which I is can very see. sweet
3: I can definitely see that So uh, the way that Molly reacted To meeting a ghost was different than most people's How would you have reacted If you moved to a house with a ghost
5: I would have been a lot of screaming Avalon I can tell you that it would have been a lot of screaming and immediately moving out. I would have turned around. I would have told my parents, get out. We're moving out of the house. We haven't even moved in. I don't care, mom. Put the pots back in the box. We're getting out. Leave the stuff here. I don't care. We're leaving. We're getting out of here.
3: I think that was probably the exact opposite reaction.
5: them all I had. It's, it is literally the exact opposite reaction. Everything she did is the exact opposite I would have done. I would have just been gone.
3: Uh, So, uh, was the voice recording process affected by COVID, and if so, how?
5: Well, yes, very much so. But much like we're doing right now, this is pretty much how we record every time. But we have, you know, we have equipment, we have different equipment, and we're in a room. I'm not usually in this room, I'm in another room, but it's got a lot more sound stuff around. But it's kind of been pretty convenient for us because we don't have the drive. The bad thing is we don't get to see anybody. But the good thing is, two minutes before we're supposed to record, I can just walk out and, out of my living room and go into my recording space and just record. So it's been good in a lot of ways. It's been a lot easier. But then also there's all the, all the technical stuff, you know, figuring out Zoom and all. You know what I'm talking about, Avalon. You, all that stuff.
3: Uh, yeah, it's definitely quite complicated to, like, set up all the lights and stuff.
5: Yeah, and, like, but we're lucky in animation that we to still do it. You know, a lot of people that like Ashley is on a show, a live action show, and I was on a live action show that we were not able to do it because we couldn't be in person with each other. So we were very lucky that the whole time everybody in animation were able to still keep going, which has been great.
3: Yeah, yeah. So uh, what message do you want people to take away from this show?
5: Friendship is magic be nice to ghosts, and go see garbage. Not necessarily in that order. Uh, but you can, how about this? You can find a friend in the most unlikely of places. How about that one?
3: That's a good one. So uh, thank you for joining me, Dana
5: Snyder. Well, thank you, Avalon. I appreciate it.
3: So thank you for joining me, Dana Snyder. And... Be sure to watch The Ghost in Molly McGee coming out on October 1st on Hulu Live TV. This is at important for Kids First. Be sure to like and subscribe to our Kids First show so you don't miss any interviews or reviews. Let's take a
1: break. I'm Natali Jackson from Kids First, and you were listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show was sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
7: Hey,
1: welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been speaking with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, the review of Ashley. On, as we just spoke with her on *The Ghost and Molly McGee* in her interview with Donna Snyder on *The Ghost and Molly McGee*, and now next up, we'll be speaking with Benjamin as he reviews *Under Wraps*. How are you, Benjamin?
7: Pretty good.
1: Great to hear. So, how about you start this off? I'm a little informed about this, but why don't you share a little bit more about this?
7: Uh, what it's about? Yes. Uh, it is a Disney Channel original movie about. A pair of friends and someone uh, new who has just arrived in their town. And their neighbor next door is transporting a mysterious package uh, shaped like a tomb. And so they go and look inside it because one of the trio is very eager and they find a mummy. Oh, wow. uh, And it has an amulet on its neck that brings it to life.
6: Mm.
1: Wow, that sounds like a pretty interesting plot, I'd have to say. And a lot of Disney Channel films, there's a few similar to this one, and I did recognize some of the same stars, such as Christian J. Simon. Too. Oh, that's super cool! Yeah. Um. So I noticed that there's a few similar to this one, and it stars similar stars of Disney Channel, such as Christian J. Simon and and Phil Wright as well. So how about you tell us how were the major characters introduced, and what does this tell us
7: about what will happen in the story? Um the new person in town in particular uh she claims that she wants to be a journalist so it, you can sort of tell that she is going to be the most forthcoming um amongst the group and really drive them on the adventure especially with one of the other characters gilbert mm-hmm. one of the other main trio is scared of just about everything the movie opens with him running out of a movie theater shrieking so, gives you an idea of how they might, they're going to balance each other out a little bit.
1: Oh, that sounds pretty cool. And as you mentioned, this is a remake. So, have you watched the original um film or show of this um film, or no. have you? Is, no, you have not. Okay, and mm-hmm. watching this film does this make you interested to go ahead and watch the original one?
7: On some level, yeah. It's interesting that the original was in nineteen ninety seven. So, mm-hmm. but. Oh, that's pretty cool. I think it's an equal reaction for me of, wow, that was quick. It's only been 24 years. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how much has changed in 24 years? Because Under Wraps was, I think I heard, I read that it was one of the first Disney Channel original movies, and I feel like we've seen their rise and fall a little bit in um, mm-hmm. the time since. And obviously, they're still a thing. I mean, yeah, like what we're talking about right now, but... um yeah, I don't. Not really. Not really. And, and particularly because of this version, I imagine the nineteen ninety seven would be significantly more dated. So it was kind yeah, cool of cool getting a, a peek into a movie from then in mm-hmm. a twenty twenty one lens through a twenty. Definitely,
1: lens. I love watching remakes, especially if I have watched the original before, because then I can compare and contrast um, the similarities and differences between each film, and I can decide what I like more. And, and ultimately, in the end. I usually prefer the original, but sometimes, you know, it, it might trick me and I might like the new one better, well, then but you can
7: do regardless of quality, too. So,
1: uh-huh. Exactly. Especially since you mentioned this is from 20 years ago, um, 20 plus years ago, technology has evolved and there's so many cool effects and, and background they can add into this film. So I think it's intrigued me to want to go ahead and watch the original as well. And what aspect of this film did you most engage with? What will you remember? And in other words, what was your favorite part of this film?
7: Um, I liked the mummy, to be honest with you. That's (laughs) (laughs) I I have more to say about it than that. But uh, I thought that the most enjoyable segments of the movie are the slapstick with the mummy Mm -hmm. and particularly talking about uh, adapting it for, for modern times. A mummy and a Roomba coming to blows is not something I thought about when uh i first found out about this movie but i was entertained by it (laughs)
1: and um close to ending this off did you learn anything from this movie and if you did what was
7: that there's some lessons about importance of being courageous and not much to be honest with you not much
1: all right, that's understandable. What I have to say, I feel like this is one of those movies you just enjoy and relax and have fun with, you know. Um, so, lastly, what do you rate this film, and what age is the
7: movie aimed at? I'm gonna give it a two. A two? I, okay. A two. A two. I um I understand that with the and it, it's weird. It's always weird watching the stuff that I'm not as big a fan of, and then talking to the cast and crew after. I get to talk to the director and three of the lead performers in the movie. you'll hear later in this show um and it it was great to talk to them uh but it it didn't change too much of how I felt watching the movie Mm -hmm. which is it's fun it doesn't take itself too seriously but um Uh it's pretty in middle of the road and um yeah and then to be honest I don't have too much of an attachment to Disney Channel movies but I want some more intrigue. Um, so, and the age rating would be seven to fifteen. I, I really—that's the the highest recommendation I could give it. Is I think I remember I used to watch like Disney Channel original movies at sleepovers when I was like eight, and that was <laughs> the greatest thing in the world to me. So if if that can give that to this can give that to some kid, then it was all worth it.
1: All right, that's understandable, but I'm, I'm still going to have to check this out. I'm, I'm a little interested in seeing um, from your perspective as well. So thank you for giving us um, that opinion, Benjamin, on Under the Wraps. No problem. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've talked with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, as we spoke with Avalon on The Ghost and Molly McGee, and as her interview with Donna Snyder on The Ghost and Molly McGee. We just spoke with Benjamin as he reviewed Under the Wraps. And now we'll be speaking with Kyla as she reviews the Adam Family 2. How are you, Kyla? Great, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Now, of course, I'm sure many of us know the Adam Family. I've watched the first one and it's pretty hilarious, both the in person one and the animated one. So,
8: why don't you tell us something different about this film? Was there anything different? So I haven't actually seen the first one, but based on like what I read about the first one, this one was still incorporated all of the great elements of the first one, but added even more. So it's definitely great for both people who want to watch it for the first time or have seen the first one.
1: Definitely enjoyed the first one. I, I can't deny it. And I think both the animated and the real, real version are, are both wonderful. But this one, I've seen a lot of ads in, on TV and it's got me pumped up because it seems like a, a new take on the Adams Family, giving us a new perspective on kind of the lonely, um, generic idea we have of the family, the quiet girl and, and the quiet family who we'll come from a dark family, you know? So I think it gives us a new outlook on the family. And how are the major characters introduced? And, and what does this tell us about what will happen in the film?
8: So, I mean, the major characters, what I love about this one is that um, the, the protagonist is Wednesday. So we get to like really dive into her character. And so there is a little bit of foreshadowing and obviously I can't go into too much detail about that, <laughs> but yeah. at the beginning, there are some clues about what will happen like right at the start of the film. So if you really pay attention, you might see some clues about what will happen later. But mm-hmm. what I really like about this is we really get to go into detail and we really get to know Wednesday. And obviously we get to know all the characters really well because they're her family, they're her, her friends and even some enemies, right? But we, uh really get to know Wednesday. And throughout any time in this film were you able to relate to any of the characters, particularly even Wednesday? Yes, definitely cuz Wednesday, you know, is about like my age or so, so and also this is a family, so like there is the usual family like relationships and conflicts like, you know, siblings arguing and child and parent relationships, parents not feeling like they're doing good enough. There is all of that stuff incorporated in, which does make it a really relatable film.
1: I definitely can relate to her. She's hilarious in her own um, quiet um, joke way. And I, I definitely relate to her sense of humor. So I cannot wait to see her in this film. And what feelings did you share with any of the other characters in the movie? And what was your favorite part of this film?
8: There are... St- many good parts it's honestly kind of hard to choose (laughs) um but just to name like a couple of them the story is really really well written like all of the characters have their own kind of subplot even if they're not a major character so there's Uh something going on character they're not just there because they were there before um there is a new thing for each character or even some old plots uh brought back Um, and then also the location so and it is about some this family is going on a road trip and Mm -hmm. so they get to stop at places like Niagara Falls and Grand Canyon and Death Valley and so people who have been there or even people who haven't it's really cool to be to see kind of like animated representations of them so that Mm -hmm. is definitely parts as well i agree I, I saw a
1: progressive ad and i saw other progressive characters in the ad with the Adams family and in the ad of the Adams family film i see the progressive sign in it. and it was hilarious because i definitely love those progressive ads they're hilarious with the singing and everything that goes on in them so i thought it'd be hilarious that they're including real life things into this film you know mixing animated with real life situations um so getting on a road trip i, I have been on multiple so i feel like i could definitely have a kick of laughs with this film and to end this off what is your rating for the film and the
8: age that this is recommended for um i would give this 4.5 out of 5 stars and i recommend it for ages 6 to 18 plus adults um you can see it in theaters starting october 1st so definitely check it out
1: all right thank you so much for speaking with me kyla on the Adams family i'm definitely going to check this out yeah you definitely should (laughs) let's take a break I'm Natalia Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Merrick Security so- Load
0: Solution.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Natalie Jackson from Kids First, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been speaking with Ashley on Dear Evan Hansen, Avalon on The Ghost of Molly McGee, and listening to her interview with Donna Snyder, and we've spoken with Benjamin on Under Wraps and right now we are switching over as we listen to his interview with Alex Zam the director on Under Wraps.
7: Hello, this is Benjamin Price for 40 for Kids First and today I'll be interviewing Alex Zam who's the director of the new Disney Channel original movie Under Wraps.
9: A pleasure to be here. So, thank
7: you. Thank you. Thank you so much. How did you approach adapting the Under Wraps of 1997
9: for today? I was a huge fan of the original, huge. And so, and I love monster movies. So I wanted to be as respectful and as possible so I could bring it to a new generation and update it where there was possibilities to do that. And also just to put my own spin, the way you might, way a a band might do an older song or, or a new version of an older play. It's just a riff on the original text. So I just saw it as an enormous opportunity to be inclusive in the casting, to embrace Phil as a uh, an incredible who played Harold as it was a gifted, gifted choreographer and dancer to use what he did and make that part of Harold, and to just do my own kind of fun action set pieces like the big fight with the mummy, uh, the mummy at the end, and the Harold being dragged around him by a bus or him being at odds with simple things like modern technology, uh, like an Alexa or a Roomba, or I'm a hot sauce lover, so I couldn't put hot sauce in.
7: Mummy V Roomba was quite an entertaining uh, class. Yes, (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And going off of that, was there really kind of an underwrapped syllabus for cast and crew? Were there any movies that you made a point of showing beforehand or just while you were making it movies that you watched yourself uh, just to get in the monster movie mindset?
9: You know, that's a really smart question. It is. And I do think it's really been always been beneficial to share certain movies with cast and crew for, you know, I do that as I do a lot of lookbooks for reference for the director of photography for the production designer for costume. And those look books help us determine the tone and the what makes it cohesive, the color palette, the types of props, the look of locations, whether they're retro or modern. So there was a lot of references for that to try to give it a timeless look and you know, classy. Um, but I also wanted really creepy places so that we would have dress up Halloween like the town carnival or the the streets and the, and the outside the movie theater. but really wanted some wonderful texture for places like Kubot's house and basement. And the fact that those are the real Halloween experiences of going into genuinely spooky experiences. But in terms of performance, I really spent a lot of time showing Phil classic comedy like Lucille Ball, uh, Harpo Marx, the Marx Brothers, um, watching um, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, to show how much we could do with just physicality for emotiveness and for comedy for the performance. And for our other three cast members, Marshall, Gilbert, and Amy, I had them watch a lot of um Screwball comedy from the 40s. So they're watching bringing a Baby, His Girl Friday, uh um, mm. Like It Hot. Just to really outlast oh, a little later, but I wanted them to see how fast you could speak and keep your the emotional intent of the dialogue. Because I said this is I love that rat-a-tat-tat quality, and that made them into a band. I always said, you guys, when they hit it, I said, now you guys are a band, that you don't let gaps in between when you play your notes and the other guys play their notes. It made for a much faster-paced action and comedy, which is what I heard in my head for this type of movie. Well,
7: and that screwball energy, it's just such a satisfying rhythm to sort of blend into. Exactly. Um,
9: It gave it urgency.
7: Yeah. Well, um, it's been great talking to you. I'm afraid I have to wrap it up, which feels uh, ironic considering what we're talking about here today. Pun not intended, but much appreciated. Um, Thank you so much for talking with me today. Thank you. On the wraps, October 1st, Disney Channel. Uh, Disney Plus. Yep. And then October 8th on Disney Plus. Yep. Thank you very much.
9: Benjamin, an absolute pleasure to speak with you. You ask such great, intelligent questions. Thank you. And uh, you're going to go far in this business.
1: You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we've been speaking with Ashley Avalon and, and Avalon's interview with Donna Snyder and Benjamin as he reviews Under Wraps and speaks with the director, Alex Zam. Right now, we're switching over as we listen to his interview with the cast of Under Wraps, Sophia Hammond and Christian J. Simon.
7: Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I will be talking to Sophia Hammonds and Christian J. Simon from the new Disney Channel original movie Under Wraps. A key theme of Under Wraps is overcoming fear, especially for Gilbert. So, Christian, tell me about a time in your life, a key time in your life, you had to face and overcome your fears.
10: Yes, um, actually, recently I just went ziplining. So, yeah, I know I just went ziplining. So, of course, it was a, it was hard for me, um, but I kind of channeled my inner inner Gilbert a little bit. And I was like, even though you're scared, you got to go after it. And I just kept telling myself, you got this. That's what I tell that's what I tell myself in those situations. You got this and go for it. And there's going to be so many things that are challenging in your life and you can't just give up. You got to keep going. You got to keep fighting. So um, I did it. And uh, it was it was hard. But, you know, you got to face your fears.
7: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've I've been ziplining once. I'm. I'm glad it wasn't recorded. I'm just gonna just gonna tell you that <laughs> much. I'm just glad that stays there. Um, and Sophie, you said that you one day hope to direct. So, what important filmmaking lesson did you learn on the set of Under Wraps?
6: Well, I mean, an important. That's a fantastic question, by the way. Um, probably that time management is super important <laughs> Christian will know what I'm talking about oh. um but also being really close with um and honestly everyone in the crew but especially the actors I think it's really important to to know who they are as people before you can direct them as their characters um to know their limits and set certain boundaries yeah
7: uh, yeah that's uh, that's super important so and I, I'd be, like well, as an actor, I'm curious with that off-screen time. How do you think that it helps strengthen the dynamic that you guys have, including with Malachi on-screen? Like, how does that translate?
6: Yeah, I think I mean our bonds outside of uh, you know, like off off-screen is so you know close. We are as close as Amy Marshall and Gilbert, if not closer, um, probably closer actually, <laughs> but. <laughs> But yeah, it I think I think it really helped that we were we all bonded so easily. I think Christian you can say
10: more about it. Yeah, you know, when you're when you're working uh with um your cast, you really have to get to know somebody outside of, you know, work and um we we got to know each other. I mean, we were hanging with each other every day and I definitely think I definitely think it helped to bring the movie to life and we all worked really hard to uh make this remake the
7: best remake possible. Yeah. Yeah. And so with all the gear, like the, ob- the objects that are important to this movie, the amulet, anything from The Mummy, was there anything that you took from set or wish you'd taken uh, from the making of Under Wraps?
6: I had kept Amy. Amy has a bracelet that she wears in the film that you don't always see because they're usually wearing jackets because it's cold during the fall time. But she has this bracelet um, and underneath it, it says, Be Fierce. And not a lot of people know that, but I kept it. Unfortunately, it broke, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I kept it um, until it didn't. And um, yeah, so that was something I kept.
10: I didn't keep anything. I don't think I, I, I did. Um, I didn't want to keep the purple eye panda. You know, that was, that was really <laughs>
7: that Fits.
10: Yeah. um And. I mean, oh, it would have been so cool to take the amulet home, but of course that's such a yeah. special, um, uh, uh, um. Prop, whatever. Exactly. Sure. So it was, of course you can't take that home.
6: Yeah, yeah somebody
7: would have had an eye on that.
6: Yeah, I don't um, think I even asked to take the bracelet. I think I just took it home. I was like, oh, shoot.
7: Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid I'm out of time. Uh, I gotta wrap it up. Um. Thank you so much. Thank you both so much for talking with me today. Uh, under wraps, Disney, Disney Channel, October 1st, Disney Plus, October 8th. Alex corrected me on that one. Um, <laughs> of course. And yeah, good talking to you both.
10: Yeah. You so much, me. Benjamin. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. You were
1: listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Right now, we're switching over as we listen to Benjamin's interview once again, but this time with Malachi Barden and Phil Wright still on Under Wraps.
7: Hello, this is Benjamin Price reporting for Kids First, and today I will be interviewing Malachi Barton and Phil Wright from the new Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps. So I think we need to address first and foremost, Mr. Wright, you play a mummy in this film. Um, so how did being wrapped up in mummy gear influence the way that you emoted and expressed as Harold?
11: I mean, you know, it was quite challenging at, at first. Um sure. but- Start to get used to it. You you get acclimated with the suit and the build and whatnot. And I think the production and the cast um, did a really, really great job with, um, you know, helping me feel comfortable in the suit, you know, and I think they knew that this mummy had to be very agile and had, you know, this was a dancing mummy. So they, you know, they constructed the suit around those elements. So it was really, really cool to see it and do.
7: Well, and we'll get to the dancing aspect later on uh, for sure. So, Malachi, you play Marshall. What is one character? What is one quality of your character that you most relate to?
0: The quality
1: with Marshall that Marshall has that I most relate to is definitely his obsession with monsters. I (laughs) mean, I personally, I love horror movies and I love Halloween, and I think it's the same with Marshall. So, yeah
7: uh and what's your favorite like what's the one that you've been most obsessed with
1: for the monster for mo- like, yeah, yeah
7: yeah yeah
1: my personal favorite horror movie is definitely the shining mm. i love it i love all the classics love all the
7: sure classics. so back to the dancing mummy angle uh as a professional dancer choreographer how did you approach your character's dance scene particularly when you're in a mummy mode well, we definitely had to implement the uh the
11: element of discovery. You know, I just couldn't get on the dance floor and just start breakdancing out of out of nowhere. <laughs> so I had to really discover uh my limbs, my elbow, my shoulder, my wrist or whatnot, and then sort of curve that into uh the dance moves itself. So I took a, a silly approach to the dancing scene. Um and Put a little hint of cool in there, a little hint of mystery in there, a hint of
7: Phil in there, and made Harold come alive. And uh, one last question. Uh, how's the – have you guys been – so have you kept up the Under Wraps group chat um, oh, yeah. post-filming? Oh, oh yeah. nice. That's time. great.
11: We talk yeah. – we, we check up on each other on the regular and uh,
7: keep tabs with one another. And, yeah, that's always going to be there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Uh, thank you very much uh, for talking to me today. Don't forget, Under Wraps, October 1st, Disney Channel. Yeah. Um, this is Benjamin reporting for Kids First, signing off. See you next time. Bye. Bye. You tomorrow, Benjamin. All right, that's the end. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, And to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to also check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorld.com, and Kidsville News. This show was produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Merrick Security Solutions. I'm Talia from Kids First reporting for Kids First.
0: Goodbye.